Hello, and welcome to Silver Linings Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about Valorant Esports in the Southeast Asian, se- Southeast Asian region. Uh, I'm Luzer Mangaga. I'm a hard stuck silver, hence the title of the show. And uh, first off, if you are new here or if you listen to the previous episodes i just want to say that i'm still starting this podcast out uh not everything is very you know fully conceptualized i'm trying to like learn as i go on with this and yeah previous episodes i made so much mistakes i got you know like uh i made some wrong claims you know like wrong facts uh and I also <laughs> over discussed unnecessary stuff, which was like, which was like the last episode, and that's why it took like almost two hours for like the whole thing. It's completely boring. Not really, you know. Still working on the format of these podcasts, and yeah, hopefully it gets better and better. Uh, if you want like a specific thing where you need to talk. Just, you know, comment below. It'd be really great. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spot, uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, uh, just, you know, go check out the YouTube page. Maybe you might, uh, that way you can voice out your opinions over there. But wherever you listen to this, I'm very thankful, grateful. Uh, let's talk about Valorant Esports. So, uh, it's so it's been so uh yeah already stuttering a lot so valorant c challengers has finally ended and uh as much as like we already if you're watching this you might already you already know who the winner is but i want to like give some hype to it bring in like some flair into like coming into this episode so first off of you know, this whole Southeast Asian challenger uh, challengers is a culmination of like seven other regions or countries, all into like one goal, which is to reach uh, Valorant Masters Berlin, and it is you know such a competitive uh, tournament to be honest. Imagine. Out of hundreds of teams around Southeast Asia, we were able to narrow them to the top twi- uh, top 16, and now it's the top eight. And I want to give a good introduction to the top eight teams. Uh, first off, representing Thailand, yeah, Thailand, uh, full sets. They're they they qualified. Second, yeah, they qualified second for uh, VCT. From you know, they qualified second in their region, and it's amazing like how far they've reached compared to like uh, most teams. They 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 were already like a, a good favorite for many. If X10 w- weren't to win, they, maybe they could win. 
Like, that's how much many people, like, had, uh, what's the word? Hopes for this team. And, yeah. They were, like, the second team to advance uh, for Thailand. And next team, we have Alter Ego. I'm not saying this is also the second team to qualify in their region, which is Indonesia. Uh, however, they were like one of those teams that's super shaky, especially in their group and the during the group stages. They almost got eliminated, like by a round. And by you know, they won miraculously through a, overtime. But if they had lost that map. They wouldn't have qualified in the top eight, but they were, you know, they're one of those teams that if you sleep on them, uh, you will get wrecked, and you'll find out why later on. Third team qualify another Indonesian team, Boomy Sports, and Boom was one of the teams that came into VCT C Challengers very shaky, like. During they they qualified third in their region, and even that was like because no one else was you know contesting them. That's why they were able to qualify for that other for that last slot. But them in the group stages, they were super shaky. Like you can't even tell if like this was a good map for them or if they were you know gonna lose win or lose. And I believe it was because of like. Uh, some uh, the points system that they actually managed to qualify for you know the playoffs but yeah another sleeper team if I do say so and yeah next team we have big bam representing Vietnam this team is one that this one that I truly enjoy watching like when I saw their vods their their run from the their qualifiers they were like a team that looked so deadly that this is a team that many people don't know about they're kind of new-ish but at the same time they were dominating they had one of the most uh you know they had the they had good strats basically uh and it kind of didn't show on their on the group stages they were able to beat extendo but you know, same same was happened to them. They got defeated as well by X10. But they managed to scrape up those points needed to uh, reach the playoffs. Actually, it was their group that was one of uh, Big Bam and Boom. They were in the group of Death, which was like one of the hardest uh, groups to get out of because they had X10, who you know. We all know Xten is how how good they are, but they were also battling a a, a another team called GXR uh, Galaxy Racers, who kind of were you know expected to lose, but they showed up when they needed, and that was so good to see. Like they really put up a fight. That whole group put up so much of a fight that yeah, uh, the whole big. Big Bam managed to win that, and they qualified for the playoffs. Next team we have is Bren, number one in the Philippines, and slowly, I mean, even during the group stages, they dominated the whole thing. They went 
uh, undefeated throughout the whole group stages. They were kind. Of, I believe they're the only team that uh, didn't lose a map on uh, the group stage. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, they didn't lose a map. They were the only team that had a perfect run on the group stage. And that's like you know that shows how determined this team is, how uh, they really prepared and they're not messing around. And not only do they have like you know a hundred percent win rate go through the group stages, but they also had a hundred percent win rate on their overtimes, which amazing. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, the Malaysian Singapore team PaperX. I added the Indonesian because uh, two of the players are from Indonesia. But yeah, Singapore, Malaysia team. Uh, they they were shaky at first at the group stages, even at their qualifiers. Like they they're sec they they took the last slot for the qualifiers in the region, and during the group stages they were shaky as hell. Like you you can't you could, I had doubts that they could like make it out groups but eventually they showed up they they got two wins to be honest on in the group stages and one tie and that's how and that was like after that tie they turned up they dominated their matches and yeah paper x super promising coming out of the group stages compared to like uh before the event itself, they were like playing around with their uh, lineup, especially with Forsaken and Divide. They keep having to like play on which of them is going to be the duelist, flasher, and so on and so forth. And uh, next team we have is CBT. This was a team that I didn't expect to reach the playoffs. I legitimately thought they would get knocked out in the group stages, and it's mostly because of their uh, playstyle. It's way too orthodox, and coming from like a region where in the skill gap is so wide, they're kind of similar to Brent. The skill gap is so wide that it makes you question if they can perform in an international level, but. Uh, some of the players apparently are veterans and they have that experience with them and it showed because they knew how to play uh, the other team's uh, aggression to their advantage and they were able to get that second seat us uh, yeah they were get able to get a second spot in their group along with Bren and qualify for the playoffs uh, Cerberus is the last team I believe they were also the last team to qualify. Uh, but this is like them qualify by a hair. Yeah, it was them and Alter Ego, if I'm not mistaken. They were almost... <laughs> yeah, they were... It was like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was them, uh, uh, Service versus Alter Ego, wherein it almost... Like... Oh, Cerberus almost got knocked out. From that uh, group stage, had they lost, if they lost against Alter Ego, but they were able to turn up, push that overtime win, 
and uh, many people say that you know, like Vietnam, since there's like a new region coming into VCT, that they might not be as experienced, but it showed like Vietnam with Big Bang and Cerberus, like they dominated. They were like doing so well, performing against like other teams from other regions, and it showed that they might be a deeper region. I believe that they'll, you know, improve eventually. Uh, so yeah, these are the eight teams that qualified for the playoffs. And yeah, let's talk about the playoffs. So the playoffs is a double uh, elimination, you know, basic bracket, I guess. I don't know what's it called. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. But yeah, playoffs. Uh, we have the upper bracket. Let's start with that. And yeah, so the upper bracket, we had Big Bam versus Full Sense. Big Bam managed to win that 2-1. Uh, I think this is uh, they, were the, uh, they they had the funniest like post-match interview because according to uh, the IGL of Big Bam, they lost their first map because they had to wake they're, they're not morning people and they since they woke up so early for for the first match they were so sleepy that they didn't perform well but coming in the second and third map they showed up they dominated it and they they got that win against full sense which is you know so really really amazing because they didn't win like the wins against full sense were in a dominating fashion like all their players were just hitting all those shots crazy guy red neville and ntk they were showing up and bringing all the team together this is like one of like the best form of of big bam against full sense because nobody was like i guess first map if there were people who were lacking but in the overall sense of the game everybody kind of showed up they did the, they they performed the way they should be Something like that. I guess I make. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Second match we had Bren versus Cerberus, and Bren just continued the, the their whole uh, undefeated run. They didn't drop a map, and they won it. I believe they reached overtime, in like some point. No, they didn't. They they, they convincingly. Uh, defeated Cerberus. I think this is like when they, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they even though like Bren loses like the, the the their pistols in this game, they were able to like anti-strat Cerberus so hard and like they managed to uh, read all the movements that Cerberus was doing. So like those, you know, the the pistol and the bonus round. Many people always see that like ah this is you know it shows that you're gonna Brendo's gonna have a shaky game again against Cerberus but no this showed like Bren read those you know, pistols and anti and bonus rounds to play to their advantage and yeah that's how they got the, the, the win like they legit read Cerberus next match was Alter Ego versus Boom Esports. Another rematch from like their qualifiers. Uh, 
which is funny because you know both same region so both teams know each other super well and it showed <laughs> like i believe uh yeah it was bind the first map was bind uh boom's pick and like boom dominated their first side they managed to put things on an eight to four in their favor and it showed how you know bind is always like a it's always a booms map they know how to play they know how to entry they actually there were times like they were they were the ones who was like losing bind and yet they were managed to like cop uh pick up those and when they switch sides to attacking and it showed but <laughs> you it's it shows how you know alter ego no boom as well because when they switch rounds alter ego is able to like uh, reverse the whole thing they grinded all their wins up to uh up to like a 13 10 defeating uh boom on their map pick and uh yeah and the same was done on like the on alter ego's map pick like which is split alter ego good and split they showed it when they were up against uh when they were in the when, when they were in the what's that word yeah they showed it when, when they were like against oasis despite losing to oasis so they knew how to play uh split but what's the word this is uh alter ego's map pick and yet boom first they got slapped on the same way eight four yeah, they got 8-4 the, on the first side, uh, first half by Alter Ego. And then when they switched sides, Boom returned the favor and, and slapped Alter Ego, bringing it to like a 13-11, which is, you know, shows how these two teams really know each other. Uh, for Haven, though, Alter Boom, oh wait, Boom? Yeah, Boom. Was convinc convincingly defeated Alter Ego, sending them to the lower bracket. And for the next, for the last match was Paper X versus CBT. And for me, I assume I was like rooting for CBT to win this, or at least get like a, a map win off of of a Paper X. But no, this is where Paper X actually woke up, because like the whole time Paper X was on the group stage, they were wobbly. Their only convincing win was against 5 A's, but even then, it was 5 A's. They weren't much like of a contender, no offense to 5 A's, but yeah, uh, they own like most of the matches uh, Paper X had were kind of close and. I was worried that you know, with the way uh, CBT performs, like they were, they would show aggression, and then you know, not play things slow. So like they were able to switch up their play styles. I thought that uh, CBT had a chance, but nah, <laughs> CBT got spanked, especially on the ice box, which really showed how uh, good. Uh, what do you call this? Paper X is on Icebox. They just 
you know, if you see them play Icebox, they always play it to perfection. The way they call they they call rotations, the the opening picks of Forsaken, always good. Like there was a wait, was this it? No, this wasn't it. Uh, yeah, I think it was gonna be the next one. Yeah, but Paper X on on Icebox, always a banger, always a win. So yeah. Paper X dominated against CBT, which, you know, kind of unfortunate, but it do be like that. Yeah, that was the upper bracket uh, quarterfinals. Uh, next up, we have the semifinals, which is uh, Bren versus Big Bam. And for me, I always thought that Big Bam can push Bren to the limit. But unfortunately, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like that. Brent, uh, Brent just, you know, played, uh, played Big Bam's strengths as to their weaknesses. Like the way they like, uh, because you know, in in Big Bam's lineup, they have a Sova, which is the IGL crazy guy. Who entries so hard <laughs> that it's amazing, but at the same time, as long as you take him out first, you can easily switch the tides around. And it showed because all they had to do was keep taking down Crazy Guy, and then they cannot be anti-strated for for the for the long run. And uh, and it also like had uh, you know, a bit of jet diff. <laughs> With hold with dubstep, stepping up when he should, show putting NTK to shame, like dubstep overperformed here. He did those clutches to perfection, especially on overtime. The I think it's Haven, yeah. They like the amount of overtimes they had, amazing. Also on the set. Brent was so close to losing that ascent game, but they were able to pull it back around and like play for overtime. I pull it back around until uh, Big Bam kind of like well, until until match point where Big Bam had to claw their way to an overtime, and that's that happened to both of these matches with Big Bam, where in Brent's first to get the match point, and yet uh, Brent's always first to get the match point, and yet Big Bam will cloud their way to an overtime but Brent 100% win rate on OTs they clutch those like <laughs> really last minute clutches from uh, either uh, I believe it's either Borkum or Dubstep sometimes Dispenser but yeah this this was like a crucial game for them and it's sad that uh, it's this both games went to overtime and both times Big Bam lost those. So yeah, <laughs> kind of sad. But it do be like that. Next we uh next match we had Paper X versus Boom. Uh, with like the few international tournaments that had happened, Paper X have fought against Boom a few times, and. It was always the same results. We're in. Oh, actually. Oh, my bad. 
Paperx and Boom did face uh, like some international events previously, non-VCT events, and Boom would always defeat Paperx. And this was the time like Paperx was still kind of wobbly because they didn't have Shiba. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, Shiba was like the newest player they had. They didn't have that good uh, controller slash Sentinel that they needed. And yeah, now it proved how much Paperx grew, especially like you know ever since the group stage, Paperx showed up. When they needed, and like they suddenly improved all of a sudden, which was like amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was like their bind, uh, on bind. Boom was like uh, steamrolling them for a few rounds, and then suddenly, Paper X just snapped and broke that that momentum of Boom, dominating them on their own map pick. And this is like me saying, I like I said earlier how. Boom was such a bind map. Boom was so good on, on bind, and yet they managed to lose, especially on the attacking side of uh, Boom. Like they they lost their momentum when the, when Paper X finally got to like counter them on the defense, and yeah, on the attacking, Paper I think yeah they switched up the roles. They had Forsaken on a raise. And that was amazing, you know, seeing Forsaken on a race. I mean, it's, Raze is the best player for Bind, but yeah, Paper X just, you know, entry so good. They had good defense, Forsaken popping off in this event again, on this match. That's why they were able to beat uh, Boom in their map pick. But what was the most uh, funny part was the second map. Which is Icebox, and earlier I said that Paper X knows how to play Icebox. Like they dominate it. Like no team, like they they spanked the hell out of CB of uh, Five A's when they played against them on Icebox. And uh, Onik, I know. Wait, did they play against on the full sense? Anyway, Paper X always showing like they know how to play Icebox, and it's like their territory. And against Boom, it was surprising how Boom managed to 10-2 uh, <laughs> Paper X on the attacking side of Paper X. So Paper X just got two rounds against a solid defense of Boom. And that was like, oh no, this is obviously going to go to the third map, but not, not, not. I remember watching like the post-match interview where it uh, it was Benkai, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Benkai said, if they win the pistol on their defending side, they can win it. And they they actually did, because from that 10-2 in favor of Boom, they made it 11-13 in favor of Paper X. They 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 only gave, they only dropped one round. On the defense of Paper X, and like, you know, uh, they did perfect retakes. They eliminated them before going to the side. They even like made uh, they made Boom play so slow they they couldn't plan. <laughs> it was so amazing to see like how and also like Forsaken, 
Forsaken here never lost an initial duel. He would pick the op on boom and they're dead. Immediate cancel the aggression. And then there's like uh Devi to like slow things up a bit for them. And with Mind Freak as well as uh Shiba playing their roles as Viper and uh Sova, they were able to easily chip away the life of Boom whenever they entered the site. And it was so amazing. That was like the most insane comeback Paper X did on their map pick. And it showed how much they know the map. Because imagine 10 2 on your map pick, and yet they were able to turn things around. That's, that's amazing. Uh, upper finals. This is upper finals. This is not the grand finals, this is just upper finals. Uh, Paper X versus Bren. And surprisingly, Bren lost. Bren, not, you know, this is the first loss Bren had. And this was like the most painful one. Because I believe it was uh, an icebox wherein things were kind of going well. But all of a sudden, Paper X, again, on icebox, just dominating it. They were able to uh, first. Den they were able to deny the uh, what do you call this. They were able to deny the overtime, and at the same time, Forsaken uh, did everybody dirty by <laughs> doing an ace to finish the map. I think they were on the eco. If they're if not mistaken. No, they had money last round, I guess. No, they had no money. Wait, though they had, they had the money. I don't know whoever has the money, but <laughs> they Forsaken just charged in into I think it was the B, B side and just like, correct everybody with the knives and then you know one op kill and another knives for the A's. Getting that map win, denying the overtime because you know, Bren with overtimes 100% win rate. But Paper X showing how they also have 100% win rate on their icebox. It was a good match, man. Just I want to say that. But I, I believe in previous like events, these two have fought before. I believe. No, 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 they haven't. Uh, second map, Breeze. Uh, map pick of. Wait, what? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, my bad. So, on Paper X versus Bren, uh, Bren chose Icebox. I feel like they did that so they could choose the position on where they know uh, Paper X was gonna, you know, that's just so that they could choose the side. To take advantage of but you know Bren lost it and the map pick of Paper X was Breeze I feel like Bre they chose Breeze assuming Bren didn't know how to play Breeze but yeah surprisingly Bren won it and in a convincing manner not like not nothing that close they 13 ate it good clean uh, yeah, it was good and clean. 
Hold on. I want to see their. Yeah, they only played Breeze once. The whole. Uh, yeah, the whole playoff that Brent only played Breeze once. So maybe Paper X kind of like assumed they might not know how to play Breeze, but Brent stepped up when they needed and spanked Paper X. Third map was Ascent. And this is one of the saddest. Uh, this is so sad. To be honest, because uh, Paper X won Ascent, the last map, Ascent 13 to 1. Brent only won one round, and it was on their defense. Like, it was so sad. All the retakes. Basically, Brent could never do a good retake. They would always end up dying to uh, Paper X. And it wasn't like they tried, you know, saving. No, there was no saving here. They either died uh, trying to defend the site, or they either died trying to play for retake. And that was kind of sad. Because Brent, known to play smart, here they didn't they lost it was so sad and i believe it was uh the post-match interview or even like uh yeah i guess the post-match interview no no wasn't a post-match anyway <laughs> um i think there, yeah there isn't that no, i i'll come that I'll, I'll come back to that later but yeah Paper X spanked Bren on Ascent, and that was so painful to watch. Especially when you're playing, this is, this is, this match, whoever won this would go to the Grand Finals. And the two teams on the Grand Finals qualified to Berlin. So they were playing for a slot to VCT Masters Berlin. And this is like a terrible time to underperform. Like, that was like next level choke that Brent did over there. But yeah, so that was the. So Paper X qualified for the uh, up, uh, VCT Masters through this. And let's go now to the lower bracket. The lower bracket, we got. First round, the first elimination was Cer Cerberus versus Full Sense, and Full Sense, um, you know, convincingly defeated Cerberus. I think this is where they were like mixing up the play styles of like John Olsen and PTC, like because the roles they had was John Olsen play Jet. And PTC would play for Smet for Flash, and uh, on this low on this match against Cerberus, they switched it up. So we had PTC playing for Jet, and John Olson playing for Flash, which you know, coincidentally, amazing that he was able like you know it was so rare to say that how good PTC would be on a Jet. 
Because he was good on like a sky or a breach. And always playing for like that trade or you know support. And yeah. It showed that John Olsen is insane as a flasher because one of the problems he had with his jet is he would always enter a site super dry or you know he would get picked super dry and <laughs> he would lose those initial duels because he didn't have the utility for it as a jet and becoming I think he was playing sky yeah he played sky being that sky he was able to you know enter on his own become that sky duelist and it showed how impactful him and BTC were against Cerberus uh, they con convincingly you know uh, defeated Cerberus Cerberus over on the other hand uh, this is where they they started I feel like they, they've been red like their strats stopped working and they lost I guess yeah next second match was alter ego versus CBT and I wanted CBT to win because you know it's CBT but alter ego I feel like they were this is when you know alter ego being a sleeper uh, team started to kick in because CBT struggled so hard against them. Second map, uh, CBT managed to push it to overtime just so to win it, and that was so too close for comfort for them. And on the third map, uh, Alter Ego just uh, anti-stratted CBT so hard because I I feel like they've read how CBT played Haven. Especially during the group stages, and that's that helped Alter Ego easily counter the agent selects of uh, CBT towards uh, Haven. I, I believe it was just like CB uh, AE uh, Alter Ego just going for those duels that they should, uh, especially with Berserks. He would he knows that if you give room for uh, CBT, they would you know play the map to their advantage but they showed but alter ego did just the better jet or better duelist with berserks again versus yuang uh next round on the lower bracket was full sense versus boom i believe this is like a rematch or something they fought once before if i'm not mistaken yeah, they they fought before on um, another event, and Full Sense defeated them. And here, I think yeah, it was here where in Full Sense was playing, you know, with the whole jet, uh, with the whole PTC John Olsen switch up. Like they, they would play, they would switch roles on who would be the jet, who would be the sky. And that worked to their advantage. And they easily, they convincingly defeated uh, Boom and uh, Haven and Bind. They did well on the Sand, but Boom had a better hand. But yeah, this is where 
you know, I feel like full sense red booms, uh, bind strat, uh, yeah, because after the, the the that loss, that of boom, that brought them to the lower bracket, uh, it was it just seemed hard. I guess I think I say a paper X against paper X. It seemed like they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't get good anymore on buying, and yeah, feels bad. Imagine the comfort, your comfort pick, <laughs> losing to that or choking to that. Yeah, but full sense showed they were better at buying, dominate against Moon. Next match we have Big Bam. I guess we should. I could zoom in. Why, not? Why haven't I decided to do this? We have Big Bam versus Alter Ego. And this is a disappointing match for uh, Big Bam, to be honest. Uh, I, well, but, you know, uh, this is also a good match wherein, you know, sportsmanship happened. Because, believe in the, what happened here was, the middle of this game, Alter Ego lost internet. Uh, from their internet provider, which was like something that happened worldwide, I guess. Uh, and so that placed Alter Ego, you know, in a very tight predicament. I think this was like when both teams were on tie, like a six-six scoreline. Yeah, it was, I think they were both six-six. Or they're basically they're just tied, and like oh yeah, basically the first half, yeah, 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 and all of a sudden they went to tech technical timeout for like forever until yeah it was announced that Alter Ego lost their internet connection. But big props to Big Bam because they you know they didn't want because you know uh, Alter Ego could have forfeit been disqualified for what happened. Though, yeah, it is out of their reach, but, you know, a match is a match. And had Big Bam decided to play the vic, you know, take that for their, as, as their win, they could have. But they didn't. They decided to wait things out. And the funniest thing here was, Alter Ego, both since they're an Indonesian team, they were finding uh, a way to play the game. And decide to contact Boom Esports. We're in Boom graciously lend them their uh, facility, and that's how Alter Ego was able to play against Bam and wreck Bam. Like no kidding, they were wrecked so hard. Everybody from Bam was underperforming. Crazy Guy wasn't performing well. NTK not even performing at all. Like, yeah, he did well on split, but overall, everybody was so, so lacking on this matchup. And it, it was sad. I, I believe I read somewhere, like a tweet of Crazy Guy, that they got their vaccine on that day. Or like the day before. That's why uh, Crazy Guy had the flu throughout the whole match. And as much as I... That seems like a valid excuse. 
that is, it sucks that he had to do that at that time you know like i i, be, I believe he had reasons why he couldn't reschedule that vaccination but yeah it sucks so much that that had to be the case but yeah you know sportsmen being they're they're great sportsmen for their you know letting alter ego have the time and yeah uh, third third round of uh the lower bracket is full sense versus alter ego and i can't this is like alter ego suddenly getting like that uh anime underdog buff this is where you can say that they were like a sleeper team because this whole this whole match was so close like except for like the second map where in full sense you know wrecked alter ego but for both maps where alter ego won it was so close to going to overtime and all the players played their hearts out and so just you know alter ego just getting that win because you couldn't fall full sense in any way there they were performing their best all all three maps like john olsen ptc they they were doing great all oh, right yeah so apparently i checked and john olsen went back to the main jet role he didn't he no longer like switched with uh, PTC for the flasher, and PTC just stayed with his role, which I guess worked out for both of them. Kinda, because they lost. But yeah, I guess that was like a full sense trying not to like uh, be too risky, because that when when they were switching out that lineup, I feel like they were just testing it out, and. Uh, sure it worked in some games but they had to play for comfort especially since they were playing f they were so close to playing for that slot for Berlin but Alter Ego got that win uh, so that's for the, like, the, the, the lower finals is Bren versus Alter Ego and I guess Alter Ego magic suddenly disappeared and it was so funny because this happened the following day where when Bren got uh spanked by Paper X on that ascent map and uh on the post match interview of this match Br uh, it was dubstep who said that they were able to because they chose ascent i believe no like they didn't ban ascent you know, despite what happened uh on on Bren versus Paper X, uh, Bren never didn't ban Ascent coming into here. They banned Split though, because they they were they know that Alter Ego kinda is confident there. Uh, but yeah, Bren on Ascent, everybody's worried because uh, they got you know 13-1 by Paper X, and maybe that might happen again. But uh, Brand managed to play things differently. They were able to get a 13-6 off of uh, Alter Ego on Ascent, as, which secured them that uh, that spot 
for the grand fi for the grand finals and for that last slot to Berlin or from the C region. And it was so it was so interesting hearing like the answers of dubstep here because they said that uh what happened with Paper X, the 13 one, they they didn't feel bad about it. Like yeah, uh they were playing for a slot on the on the for Berlin for VCT Masters they're playing for that slot for Berlin Masters and they had they got spanked so hard by the other team that normally that would be so frustrating because you're so close to the goal and yet you lost terribly you choked that would be like that that would have been you know that would have wrecked morale basically but it's good that Bren apparently has a sports psychologist and they were told or like they tried they were said nah, that since they were they they lost 13 one uh, they should have Bren the player should have this mindset that uh, paper X was just a better team in that and they didn't stand any chance like they they accepted the loss they took that l to heart because had they apparently uh dubs have said like if the if the map went like so close like 11 13 or overtime and paper x still lost that would have like hurt the morale of the brand players even more because like that that's you know like if things stay so close and you lost the chance, you'll end up blaming yourself even more. But since uh, Bren knew that they had a second chance, and they knew that Paper X was just better at that day, they they had to mentally reset. And having like the sports psychologist, having like that support system, or you know, being prepared to mentally reset yourself, was something that. I love about you know that about the, the brand organization because they prepared hard for it and that's something that you know esports players especially people who have you know eight uh, you know I guess yeah esports should take into consider because this is like yeah mechanical shooting but eventually if everybody's playing on the same skill level it's more on a mental game now. Like who who will tilt first? Who'll you know, who'll choke and Brent was able to play was able to mentally reset completely in this lower final and uh, wrecked Alter Ego two to zero. But yeah, surprisingly Alter Ego uh, I guess the magic of Alter Ego died. Their players still did the best, but there were there were like there were players in Alter Ego that were underperforming, which was like Nas Nas Laurent and uh, Fat Penguin, because Fat Penguin and Nas Laurent were always like the either like the anchor of the side or the lurk, and they would always they were they were like in previous games, these two really turned the tides for their team, but. In here, there was so much like uh, misplays. I think there was even like a a, a a part in the ascent map around wherein 
someone had a a marshal and they were like in front of Borkum point blank could have killed him headshot but the guy whiffed and Borkum immediately got that kill and easily took the round advantage wrecking the e the potential of like a, a thrifty win for AE and uh, yeah this is like where the magic died and at the same time where bread managed to mentally reset themselves because everybody ended up stepping up again which is you know important for like a team like having all players well balanced and that's what like one thing i've been enjoying about bren especially like their group stage run they went undefeated in and before the match of like them versus paper x uh it was always you know worrying because how majority of the teams here it's always like this players popping off or these players underperforming but with bren like the whole team structure yeah i'm boasting about Bren. sorry <laughs> with the whole team structure of bren everybody had has their moments and at the same time nobody is like falling behind so much like for example this one lower uh brand versus alter ego all in the three in the two maps all players have a close adr and acs even kda i guess compared to like most teams especially like if, even if like you know that's what makes brand so good because every player within the squad is performing to their best state and yeah they won that they qualified for berlin which is you know which is great because this the last day of vct was the lower bracket final and the grand final and if people were to like think about it like oh paper x might have the advantage because they're well rested versus bren who played the map a best of three series and now have to play a best of five obviously that'll be exhausting but i felt you know seeing like how um ren won against ae and with the whole uh idea of them qualifying for masters that they have that hype with them they have you know everybody already proud of them they they won basically just going to the grand just going to the grand final they already won so that hype with them was their momentum and that really like it it showed up in the grand finals which is uh paper x versus bren and bren just convincingly defeated paper x so the first map, the first map was bind, and it was such a scrappy game. Like both teams were slugging it out with rounds, and uh, like with Bren, they were so close to like they. I think they reached match point. They were like so close to reaching match point, and yet uh, Paper X was about to reach match point. Then Bren got match point. Paper X pulls it to overtime, and then it, it it goes back to the struggle on who would be the better team on overtime. And surprisingly, 
uh, Bren got that. I think it was mostly two clutches, but you know, insane, insane game for Bren on that bind. If I'm not mistaken, it was mostly because of Dispenser and and Borkum with those like insane clutches. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's um, Dispenser and Wits. No, I guess like everybody. I, I, I hard to say, but yeah, everybody from in that bind match, everybody and Bren like st stepped up and it showed. Like Dispenser and Wits were the ones top fragging. Well, yeah, Bre uh, Dubstep had like the best uh, opening kills and you know doing those duels. He wasn't that much impactful. Like he would die as well. Well, Jesse Bash with the lineups, always good, especially those ults. And then Borka with the lurk or, you know, just holding down sights, also always good. Yeah. Uh, that was the first map. Uh, second map was Split. And this is Paper X map pick. Bindus Bren, Split was Paper X. And another uh, showcase of Bren having 100% win rate. On OT, because Paper X, I don't know, because Bren on, on Split managed to bring it to a match point first. I think it was like 12 to 9. And then Paper X was like, believe in the comeback, guys. We still got this. Three rounds, we got it. And they forced it to overtime. And then Bren was like, nah, fuck you. We have money now. We know how your strats work. And rec and you know just yeah, cause it's all really like that. I feel like it's always whenever everything goes to overtime, teams just like know how the strats would be like, and once they they're fully invested, like they have the money to buy shit, they can easily like play counters properly versus like always having to eco and shit or consider the money. Uh yeah, so Borg uh so. They won split. Yeah, dubstep was so insane. I think. Oh, wait, which map had the aces? Split? No, 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 no. Wait, what? Where was the aces? I remember aces. Oh, well. Yeah, wait, there were aces, right? Or was that the upper final? Sorry. Where the segue? No, I believe there was an ace. Yeah, I knew there was aces. But yeah, uh... Third map was wait. I'm gonna check now. Third map was Icebox, and like too many like they assume Icebox home turf of 
uh, home turf of of PaperX. They had that 100% win rate on that ice box, and you know, it was kind of clear that uh, they were gonna get that. They were gonna get that win at least. But you know. Wait, wait, wait. I know I think it was versus Alter Ego. Yeah, sorry, my bad. It wasn't against Paper X, it was against Alter Ego. That they were getting the aces. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Borkum and Jesse Bash with those aces. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> every uh, the performance on on Icebox of Paper X versus Bren was supposed like everybody kind of everybody was leaning that oh, maybe Paper X will wake up here on Icebox, but Bren chose the map. And Brent chose the side, and I feel like they learned their lesson from like the previous time they played against PaperX because they read PaperX so well. They even though like Forsaken was like being read so hard, opening duels Forsaken would lose, which is rare, especially on Icebox when he would get that advantage. Uh, it's just d dubstep and Borkum doing so well on this map and they were able to wreck uh, Paper X on that final map claiming that map win and it was so good to see you know that was, that was a good round super convincing for uh, Bren when they won that and yeah Bren Bren just built differently Bren, Bren winning, uh, Bren winning it for not just Philippines, and not just for the Southeast Asia scene, but also for the Philippines, because never has it, no, has never has it happened wherein uh, a Philippine team would be known to be good at an FPS shooter, a uh, FPS game, especially on an esports level, uh. The, during the CSGO day, CSGO days, uh, Phil Philippines was kind of decent. They would pull some upsets over Tyloo here and then, but they were always lacking in some sense. While other regions like Indonesia, they would always they would show up. Especially Vietnam and Thailand, they were good in other titles. And Philippines was never always that in contention. And it was so funny because I, I believe, uh, yeah, post match interview of Ren's victory against Paper X, they, they <laughs> dubstep legit broke into tears. And, you know, seeing him do that, I felt it because even though, like, I've been watching. Uh, 
at well, CSGO with Valorant for like I was watching I, since I I'm I know CSGO the scene since like 2019. It's so weird to see a Filipino team actually performing on a top level. And now it's a different uh though it's a different title. It is still amazing to see. And that's like the best thing that Valorant has done for the Southeast Asian region. Which is like give opportunity, like so much opportunity that Valve could never do with CSGO. Like yeah, CSGO did you know, like many people enjoyed CSGO back in the day, but I feel like it was the lack of having first the prize money, uh sponsors even even just like getting uh yeah i guess getting sponsors or even tournaments at least was so lacking in our region that it will if there were ph teams they would always had to play internationally by default because they had no one to scream here in the philippines and it was like just these two teams in the Philippines uh, that kept changing back and forth. But now with Valorant, you have like a, a Philippine league. There's even an academy, you know, academy, uh, an inter-school event, uh, inter-school league for Valorant for to train these young t- young stars to become professionals. We have. Uh, and in just like a year, the growth of like East Valorant esports in the Philippines really boomed up. There were now not back then it's just Bibren, like the legitimate org. Now we have other orgs fighting in contention to be like that take that legitimate spot. And it's so good to see because it showed how Valorant in C like helped not just like you know the Philippines, but other regions as well, and that's so that's it's so exciting to see. And so that's what I love about this uh, Valorant C challengers because seeing all the the teams around the country, around the region, compete, grow, and like showcase their talents is gonna help establish the scene even further, and you know one day make it. Uh, something very respectable and action and they it's always the southeast asian teams that's super underrated even before like masters reykjavik uh it was masters reykjavik x10 brought southeast asian region to the map wherein they they showed like this uh jet player that's so insane because whenever people talk about asian teams they always talk about korea and when they saw how like a Southeast Asian team can play, it thought, they they were they suddenly were like, oh okay, so they are different. They're not like what everybody says they are. I remember it was Slasher, who uh that that esports journalist or something. He would say that you know Southeast Asia is like the very bottom on on who he thinks, uh like the rankings of like the esports in Valorant. Like Southeast Asia is like the lowest because of how puggy we were, and I don't, I never agreed to that. I like, I don't agree with that because 
you know, we're a region where, yeah, it gets buggy, but slowly, the uh, the Southeast Asian region is moving from that. Now things are getting more tactical. Now players are just insane at aiming and just, you know, super big brain with the strats. And with the whole, um, you know, I guess with these two teams, PaperX and Brand, hopefully they bring in more sponsors to the scene, and especially in Southeast Asia, develop those orgs so that not only would they just be like Brand having like sports psychologists, but also have like a good foundation of like support for the players just so that they could improve even further. And yeah. I'm excited to see Bren and Paper X do uh, for Masters Reykjavik. What's sad though is that there won't be any more uh, Saudi. There, there would be now that's the end of like Valorant challengers. There's no more none left for the Southeast Asian scene. There might be other other events hope hopefully there will be more events in the southeast asian region that i'm expecting I, I want more to be honest and i feel like it'll be there'll be plenty of like shuffles uh roster changes though it's so hard to keep track of that since it'll be mostly based on the region versus like any international crossings uh, the only following big tournament after is Masters, and I want to talk about that in this podcast. Maybe just focus on the C- Southeast Asian part, not so much on like the other regions because there are better podcasts for that. And yeah, after Masters, I think the only thing left to talk about is like the last chance qualifier because. Apparently, there's um, 10 teams, uh, 3 from Southeast Asia, 2 Japan, 2 Korea, 2 China, and 1 India. They're all playing, they're all going to be competing for uh, one slot for the Champions Tour, which would happen by December, which is basically the worlds of Valorant. So far, it's, uh, yeah, basically C would have a potential two to three entries. Two would be the, uh, the, the current team that will qualify for the champions is either X10 or whoever, however, uh, Paper X and Brand would do on the, on Masters Reykjavik. If Paper X, Brand get eliminated, be like one of the first teams to get it gets eliminated. Uh, Paper X immediately qualify for champions, and either of these two teams would play, would join them, while another would have to fall to the last chance qualifier. Uh, but if like for example, Brand manages to like at least gets out gets out of uh the group stage of masters then uh yeah if they're able to get out of groups 
then Brand automatically qualify for the champions. Whoever the two, Brand or Paper X, if they get out of groups, qualify for Masters. But if they're like one of the second team that gets eliminated, like second batch that gets eliminated, uh, it would be they would. I I feel like they'll still be below X10. Yeah. Yeah, they'll still be below X10. So like the only way to uh, qualify for champions immediately is to just get out of groups. So that's a goal. That's a good goal for like Brand and Paper X. So yeah. I guess yeah. So basically that's VCT challengers. Uh, all the teams popped off. I love. I really love watching all of this. And I want more. <laughs> I need more. I mean, more international tournaments, at least in the Southeast Asian region. Hopefully, more there's more to come. More sponsors. Hopefully, hold events in the Southeast Asian scene. Uh, yeah. So far, there's none. But hopefully, yeah. Let's pray more. Uh, I sh uh, since this might it might be a while for the next episode, I might just try to do like highlights of like cert of teams since you know there's VCT Masters and we have two teams representing the region. Uh, I'll see if I can do like an in-depth analysis on like Bren and Paper X. Not both their run and like their overall growth, and like how I feel they could chat, they could deal with masters, especially like you know, like uh, it's about to be announced when the uh, when the bracket, uh, the brackets would be. Yeah, they still have yet to announce the teams in each group. And I'm waiting for that. That way we could start doing predictions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Till then, I'm Nuzer Manganga, Heartstock Silver. Also big fan of brand esports. I should buy a jersey as well as Paper X. I need to buy a jersey. If you're watching this, Paper X or Brent, please send me a jersey. I'll love you forever. And I wish the best for these two teams. Like. Really, they represent the region, and I want them to make it far, as far as they could. Put, put the shame to the other uh, regions. Try to, yeah. Hopefully, uh, they they prepare proper, they prepare well, and like especially Forsaken. Forsaken is a monster. Insane. He is, I guess, considered the best in Southeast Asia. Like the best player in Southeast Asia. Especially considering how young he is. His insane reactions. Him always being in the top leaderboard. Uh, I hope. And yeah, always getting like the best KDA ever. 
I hope he, you know, shows that on on Masters. Show that, yeah, this is an insane jet player. Who could also play for support, if he wants. As well as, you know, I, I, I don't expect specific players in Brent to pop off. I feel, I, I feel like it, it will always be a team uh, effort with Brent. Like, sure, dubstep, uh, good on the jet, but it is going to be like uh, the whole team is in sync. So I'm always looking forward to like team play of Brent and how they'll do it Masters. Again, this is, uh, yeah, this is silver linings. I'm just a silver, hard suck silver. If ever you feel like you want to talk about, you know, VCT, SEA region, just hit up the comments below. If you enjoyed this podcast, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, follow me on, follow the, the Spotify or, and leave a comment if you want to like talk BCT Southeast Asia stuff. Yeah, I'm totally down for it. Yeah. Anyway, let's eat. Thank you so much, and yeah, see you next time whenever I get around to recording another episode. Bye.